Today's episode is brought to you by Tua T Fitness and the Brew Bar. Shantz and Chu are washing their mouths out with soap because the How Dare You podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to the How Dare You podcast. This is your Black Christmas edition. My name is Michael Chance. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, of course, is Lady Chu. Say hello to the good people, Chu. Hey, we're in for a good one. <laughs> oh, fucking A, are we? Black Christmas. All right, wait. Before we get there, Chu, I got a couple of things I want to say. We just had our vertical limit edition drop, and uh, the people are speaking, Chu. I've got a message here from at Zach Locke, who you know as Clemo. Yes. He says, am I being led to believe by this post that you think Vertical Limit is a bad movie? Three question marks? (laughs) Now I'm just going to have to listen to this podcast to identify how wrong you are. I would say little does he know that he doesn't realize what we think about vertical limit am i right uh yeah i think he's uh he's he's not on the right track because i on my post i captioned something along the lines of did you forget it this existed yeah so did we did i hate it no 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 (laughs) it was good yo soy ryan fisher says i love this movie you monster Just because if they had listened to Deep Blue Sea, then they know that just because a movie makes it onto the How Dare You doesn't mean that we hate it. Exactly right. Yeah. So, you know, at Zach Locke and at Yo Soy Ryan Fisher, just so you know, we described Vertical Limit as a delicious piece of shit, I think. Yeah. And I stand by that. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's we're not right. great, but it's good. Yeah. In its own way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. All right. Well, I just wanted to give a little shout out to some people who are uh, throwing out the messages like we ask them to do on the Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. It seems like uh, Instagram is the the, the way in which these people are speaking to us. Right. All right. Very good, then. All right. Let's move on. Let's move it. To fucking Black Christmas. Chew. I watched this movie, I don't know, a few days ago, like four days ago, five days ago, something. And I immediately texted you and said, we got to do this fucking movie. I had never heard of it. And they were like, let's watch Black Christmas. I was like, what the fuck is that? I had no idea what it, I had no idea what it was about. Maybe from what you said, I'll, you, we, I was like, oh, it's like a horror thriller mm-hmm. kind of movie. I'm like, okay. Did you know that it's a remake? No. I didn't know that until after I watched the movie. And I guess there's been, this is the third installment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's the third incarnation. 
That's a good word. (laughs) (laughs) This thing just keeps creeping back up over the years. Well, so the original movie is a 1974 movie directed by Bob Clark, who I'm sure you don't know. Have you ever heard of the movie Porky's? Yes. Mm. It's like a teenage romp movie where there's lots of boobs and it's a very 80s movie, but he directed that. (laughs) Okay. But he directed this, you know, dark kind of Christmas horror movie that's a bit of a classic. Margot Kidder's in it. Good shit. But this movie was, you know, remade as recently as 2006. So when this movie came out, I thought to myself, you know, who needs another Black Christmas this early? This movie was nominated uh, for only one How Dare You Award to movie you least wanted to see. It did not win. Cats won. And as previously discussed, oh, we'll fucking talk about cats at some point, Chew. God, I'm not looking forward to that. But everything about that is shit I don't like, which sucks because there's people in that movie I like. Yeah. Whatever. Well, look, this movie had a budget of $5 million, made only $10 million in the USA, 18.5 worldwide. It's directed by a woman, Sophia I hope I'm saying this right. It's either to call or tackle. I I don't recognize anything else she's directed. She directed a movie called Always Shine that I have not seen. But, I mean, even speaking casually, this movie, this movie has an agenda, does it not, Chew? Oh, yeah. So, I want your first and first mostly thoughts. Ooh, okay. Did that bother you? No. Because I went on a fucking roller coaster ride watching this movie. Uh, it's one of, uh, recently, and I would say the last, I don't know, six to eight episodes we've recorded, my notes have been kind of not as long as they were in the very beginning. Uh-huh. I had one, two, three, four and a half pages of notes. What? Yeah. Now, I, di- I didn't hate this movie, and I think that needs to be said right off the bat. I did not hate this movie. Okay. I usually have a lot of notes when it's like, not usually, I guess we've only done one like horror movie, and I had a good amount of notes on that. But that doesn't mean that just because I had a ton of notes and some grievances doesn't mean I hated it. The agenda is very clear right off the bat about what's going on. Not what what's going on, but how these women feel. Well, like sort of the first frame, right? Yeah. The first frame is a title card that says, Man possesses powers so formidable they can only be considered supernatural. With a proper education, men can wield these powers and go forth into the world, as said by Calvin Hawthorne, the founder of the college where this takes place, which is, by the way, fictional. Yeah. But Um, So with that title card, when I read man, or if, if and when it said men, but regardless, man, I wasn't thinking male. I was just like, oh, yeah, like, you know, in general, man, human. Human. 
that is not the case <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, he specifically meant male only. Yes. Um, and then right off the bat, you kind of you kind of get an idea of where the what these girls feel, how they feel about social injustice, gender inequ- uh, inequality, right. stuff like that. Um, but then I completely forgot about the title card until weird shit started to happen. I'm like, oh, right, totally. Okay. That was important. <laughs> Not only is it important, it's central to the plot. I mean, like, yeah. Like, anyway, we'll get to it, but. Yeah. This is a movie directly aimed at men and their shittiness. And as a man, I have to tell you, watching this movie didn't make me mad. (laughs) Didn't make you mad? No. I, like, so the thing is about this movie is, like, it presents itself more as this kind of straightforward slasher movie, right? Yeah. For a good chunk of the movie. Even though there's stuff you can't explain. And then out of nowhere, the word sorcery is used. <laughs> yeah. And black magic is used. And all of a sudden, you you realize, oh, my goodness, you are knee-deep in a supernatural story that you just didn't expect to see coming. No, because they didn't set you up like that at all for that type of movie. Because usually if, you know, it's like a a haunted house or, you know, something. Right. Then, you know, well, you know that right off the bat. Stuff happens in the house. Creepy stuff. No, this was just a weird yeah. take on it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. This was interesting. Still, though, like, I just, when I first saw it, I thought, when that comes up, I'm like, this movie's batshit crazy. Like, out of nowhere, it just goes to 11. I'm like, what the fuck is this movie doing? And it was only afterwards, when I got done with it, that I was, I thought to myself, that I was fully on board for it. Yeah. Because. You know, and if for no other reason, like, you know, I can absolutely see because this movie is not subtle. This movie is hitting you over the head with a fucking sledgehammer <laughs> yeah. about its politics. And it, in, it, in a way in which I could see why people might say that this movie is far more concerned with its politics than it is about it the story. Yeah. However... I think there's something to the argument that men are so fucking stupid that they need to be hit in the head as hard as this movie tries to hit you in the head. Yeah, I would say that there's a good amount of there's a good solid group of men who are just like, I don't understand. What do you mean? What do you mean yeah. you feel that way? <laughs> right. you know, oh, that's this not true. is unfair. Yeah. <laughs> but then the great thing about this movie is that that would place them firmly on the side of the men in this movie who are shitty. They're bad Shit-tay. dudes. Those are bad news bears. Bad fucking news bears. All right. <laughs> so let me ask you this. How how long is, exactly is your list of grievances? 27. Wow. Yeah. And seven, po- uh, you know, positive points. Okay. Well... 
here's the thing. You outbid me. Really? Because I have 18 grievances, but I have 10 positive points. <laughs> wow. Okay. As this movie went along, I kept thinking, I fucking like this part. (laughs) Whether it might have been just like a small thing or a big thing, you know. So that's that's where I come out. Wow. I'm surprised. I wasn't really sure when you first texted, we have to do this movie. We have to do like a bonus Christmas episode. I'm like, yeah, sure. (laughs) I couldn't tell how you really felt about the movie. It was like, right. oh, like a I solid piece of it. shit. <laughs> or like, oh, no, you're going to, she's going to hate this fucking movie. <laughs> I find this movie endlessly fascinating. I could talk about it forever. I think it's funny that, I mean, you're right. Like when they when they start mentioning like the supernatural stuff that's going on, the sorcery and the black magic, I, even then, like I was still surprised. like, Oh shit, this is where we're going with that. Okay, cool. But at the same time, no, they told you right off the bat, this is where the story is going. Exactly. But like, then you completely but, forget but about that title card. Like it's not even. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, it says, <laughs> Possesses powers so formidable they can only be considered supernatural. <laughs> That's the fucking title card. And then you completely forget about it. You just discount it. You just say, yeah, 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 yeah. Get on with the story. <laughs> they, well, I mean, like you said, like, they literally hit you over the head with this, with the political stuff and the social injustice. Um, mm-hmm. And that you completely forget about everything else. Right. And well, that's it, the thing, though, is like, I mean, this comes late in the movie. This is just yeah, in like late, the late. last 20 minutes of the movie, really. Yeah. Where 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 this reveals itself. It was and, a little slow ish, steady. But I think in the middle, it was a little slow and you was just waiting for more people. I was hoping more people were going to die because that's this type of movie. Like, let's fuck let's And you're kill that some people. type of let's, person. Let's, let's go. be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then everything came to a head in, like, yeah, like the last half hour. Oh, yeah. It just went apeshit bananas. Yeah. <laughs> did you catch, by the way? So did you, like, all the, all the female characters in this movie have dual gender names? I read that after. I didn't catch it at the time, um, mainly because okay. I couldn't even. Imogen Poots is Riley, Chris, Marty, Jesse. Yeah, I uh, I read that after, and I was like, oh, I I that makes sense. I, even the I, fucking cat chew. The chat is called Claudette. In the original movie, there's a co- a cat called Claude. Oh. Which I only remember that. because I always loved the cartoon of Claude the cat. I don't know. I don't know that one. You don't know Claude the cat? He's like a yellow cat with sort of a orange tuft of hair on the top. And he's always trying to beat up or get rid of a little puppy. Isn't that Garfield? And then the bull, the bulldog is is beating up Claude. It's fucking great. I didn't <laughs> see that. Just... You are much, much, much older than me. So I don't think that... that needed three muches. <laughs> 
That was I stand by what I said. That was dickish behavior. <laughs> it really was. Adding those two extra muches. <laughs> you could have left it at one, and I wouldn't have said shit. <laughs> I just wanted you to know that I know how old you are. You're 65. <laughs> Uh, somebody get me my walker so I can (laughs) crawl over to your house and yell at you with a fist shake. You take your tennis ball walker (laughs) out of here. (laughs) You young piece of shit. (laughs) That's a solid insult, though. Yep. Yeah. All right, so this movie opens, of course, with a killing. Did you like that that front scene? It was typical opening. Really typical, Somebody's right? got to die. She doesn't run fast enough. And where the fuck are they even living? Where is this huge, beautiful school? But then there's like this weird neighborhood well, you know where it is? They actually filmed it in New Zealand. Interesting. So if I say New Zealand, that makes more sense, doesn't it? Somehow. I the don't little, know how. The little village. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yes, it was... Uh, what, uh, it was just... It was very typical. Very standard. The University of movie. Otago. Whatever that is. I don't know where that is. It's in New Zealand, tell you that much. But but the thing about that that opening scene is it's got it's got everything that you think a bad horror movie's going to include, you know? It's got a yeah. a man following a woman, she feels in danger, she puts her keys in her hands ready to strike. She even turns around and goes, "Nah!" like 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 I'm going to defend myself. And yeah. he He's not surprised at all. He's not in shock. He just makes a left turn and and walks away. It's one of those, you know, fake out scenes because immediately when she turns around, she's confronted by a black hooded figure who is clearly there for murder. Yeah, because nobody just walks around in that type of outfit. (laughs) No. If you do. You probably do, (laughs) but not a normal person. Can you imagine me just walking around my house in a hooded cape? What a psycho. I I most certainly can. (laughs) (laughs) You you judged my age with no remorse. (laughs) And I think you might stab me in the chest with the same kind of vigor. With an ice sickle. Yeah, she gets she gets so but the thing that's like really bothering about that scene is it it includes you know what it reminded me actually of? It reminded me, well, now that I think about it, we're we're gonna put this out before Action Jackson, but but when you listen to the Action Jackson podcast or our uh, episode, it reminds me of the the magicians. There's like a magical murderer, a hocus pocus murderer was my grievance note because he keeps oh, appearing right. and disappearing. The uh, the ninjas, the, ma- right. the magician ninjas. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I forgot. Don't. It's it took me. I don't know, 10 seconds to remember what you were talking about because I blacked that movie out of my memory. <laughs> Just erased it. <laughs> you didn't block out Carl Weathers' abs, I'll tell you that much. Oh, God, love him. <laughs> I love him. Oh, fuck. 
But, but the one thing I did like, so he takes, uh, the, he takes the icicle and he stabs her in the chest with it. So she's dead. But when he dragged her away, that was a pretty looking cool. Like, again, the politics of it are like blatantly obvious because he drags her away. Mm-hmm. But he drags her away and makes a snow angel. Yeah. So she's angelic and he's evil and blah, 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 blah. But that, that was, fucking that snow angel looked really cool. That was a grievance. That was a positive point. <laughs> wow. I liked that angel. I mean, it was a good, solid angel, but I didn't need that shit. Hated it? I wrote in eye roll, in parentheses. All right. Well, we're just getting started here on this special edition Black Christmas podcast. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll continue. Sound good, Chew? Party on. (laughs) Party on, Garth. You forgot the Wayne. (laughs) We'll be right back. Does the coronavirus have you feeling oogie? Have you been sitting on your couch for weeks? Nay, have you been sitting on there for months? Well, it's time for you to get back in shape. Check out 2 a T Fitness. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them on Facebook. 2 a T Fitness was started by Tina Bernard. She is ready and raring to go to help you get back into the shape you want to get into. They've got all kinds of classes. They've got outdoor in-person classes. They've got online classes if that's what you prefer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get back in shape. You're going to find a variety of exercises. You're going to have strength training, cardio, weightlifting, even fun five-minute burnouts that will push you to your limits. So get off the couch, get into shape. Go ahead and check out Tua T Fitness. Tina Bernard has got you for all your needs. I know her personally. She's fantastic. You're not going to meet a better person to help you become the new you. Check it out. And we're back. Lady Chu and I are here discussing the 2019 film. I'm not sure if I said that before, Chu, but this movie was made just last year. We're talking about Black Christmas. Yeah. All right, Chu. We talked about the opening required death scene, and then we're getting into sort of the, you know, nuts and bolts of this movie. We see Carrie Elwes, by the way, another positive point. He can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. I love him. Is that a (laughs) non-negotiable? Okay. Yep. If you contradict me, it's death. Eh. I like my chances. I think he's stupid. (laughs) Oh, my fucking God. You're doing that just to bother me now. Hey, did you notice the all the sort of metaphors involving ants? Just the one where she asked what her three favorite animals were. But I don't. Well, so here's. Yeah, here's the weird thing. You have that scene where, the you know, it's like pick your three favorite animals and one of them picks their their her third favorite is ants yeah and it's supposed to be what it says about your friends yeah and it says they're strong stronger together and they you know everything that ants are that we've learned of course from <laughs> ant-man <laughs> but also when you first meet carrie elwes as Profe- professor gelson there's an ant farm on his desk oh. 
And this is the one thing that seems kind of muddled and unclear to me about this movie because you could make the argument that the men in this movie... Are the ants. Yeah. Are ants too. Because the whole thing is them being stronger together through the power that we won't discuss yet. (laughs) So that's a little weird, right? Yeah. I... I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till the end to figure out because I feel like I'm I'm on a side. Like if I had to pick a side in this movie. By the very end, I think it's the ladies. Yeah. But there's some things they do that bug me. And I think that's just a me thing. Who are the women? Yeah. Oh, all right. I don't know. You might have to edit that out. That might piss somebody off. Nah. Like, oh, you're a woman. You're not a feminist. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. (laughs) Didn't fucking say that. But as we all know from listening to this podcast, there are plenty of things that bother you. 27 things, to be exact. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking great. So the real, you know, crux of this story is you have Imogen Poots as Riley. They she and all of her friends, they are in a sorority. And she was attacked and raped by one of the guys from the fraternity. The, you know, the biggest, the founder's fraternity is what it is. Yeah. So the founder of the college started a fraternity and all these fucking idiots are a part of it. But (laughs) she accused him and nothing happened. The women, meanwhile, for some reason, what's the reason? They're trying to get rid of Carrie Always as a professor, I guess because he's just teaching classic literature written by white men mostly is that it yeah and then he'd also yelled at yes one of the girls in class on a separate chris occasion which you don't see they just refer to right and that they'd also had mentioned that they got the bust removed of of the founder hawthorne yeah yeah and so the the ladies decide to take what I can only describe as a minor revenge by going to that frat house there, I guess, before leaving for Christmas break party and singing a song that's basically all about dick fraternity culture and don't attack us and don't say that what am I talking about because you fucking attacked me, shitbag. Yeah. And... Then we're off to the races. Women start disappearing. Yeah. Including the poor woman with the diva cup. Oh, my God. Can we talk about that real fast? <laughs> I knew you'd want to talk about Holy that. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> Obviously a grievance with this whole diva cup. In fact, when the girl comes in, she's packing up all her shit. It's a or... positive point. <laughs> so what is happening? <laughs> How are we not on the same page? I thought that actor okay. was hysterical. She made me laugh. <laughs> she comes in. She's like, I can't. I, I lost my diva cup. And I'm literally thinking, swear to God. Oh, it's like a coffee cup that says diva on it. Like it's a diva cup. <laughs> no, she means the diva cup. Right. The And if there's somebody out, if there's a dude out here listening and you don't know what the fuck that is, it's in lieu of a tampon or a pad. It goes in. And collects. Ugh, catches. You know, so that's, yeah. <laughs> catches and collects. You got that, Pete? 
<laughs> he's gonna be like fucking ew what what do you the, guys do the goal at this point is maybe to me- mention pete once a podcast <laughs> Ooh, that'll be fun let's do that all right go ahead um so for whatever reason there was either hers was in the bedroom on the dresser or it was somebody else's regardless she just willy-nilly gives it to her and then she stands there in front of her friend with the door open, <laughs> unbuttons her pants, doesn't pull the pants all the way down, and easily puts it in. Bitch, did you go wash your fucking hands, first of all? That's off-screen, shoe. You don't know she didn't and go you, wash her hands. She looked like she was in a hurry and that she didn't have time to go wash her hands, which I don't appreciate. I don't think everybody immediately leaves the marital bedroom after booty and pees and washes up as you <laughs> they absolutely should and do and they need to normalize that in movies okay <laughs> okay this is how you get utis don't get me fucking started on that shit okay <laughs> anyway the, who does that in front of their friend the the sassy young woman that did it in this movie i believed her completely no nope weird <laughs> fucking weird <laughs> All right. Just, let's move on. I will move I on. Okay. So, I mean, you said the middle was kind of boring, but I, I disagree because, you know, this is all sort of, the, you get all the exposition, you know, that yeah. Riley was attacked. She confronts a fear by going and doing this song and dance, which she wasn't originally going to do, but one girl dropped out. And... Then everybody's supposed to kind of leave for Christmas break, and all of a sudden, you know, some women aren't showing up where they were supposed to be. She goes, Imogen Poots, Riley, she goes and talks to a security guard. He goes and checks some shit out, but, like, nothing's happening. And and then it's like, hey, we're, we're making dinner. We're having, you know, a straggler's Christmas dinner, and then the shit gets real, does it not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's people in the house that don't belong there, and they're just Several. sitting and waiting. Ugh. <laughs> I think the creepiest part of that was knowing that beforehand they were just in there hanging out, listening. That's mm-hmm. the creeps, right? That's gross. Well, and I forgot to mention we 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 do in this kind of time frame before this shit goes down, we meet the one, I think who's supposed to be the one good man. Yeah. Who is uh. What is it? Landon. Landon. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that guy. I do too. Caleb Eberhardt. I thought he was... uh... He was delightfully uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. I just thought he was like interesting, cool actor. I liked him a lot. I didn't mean he made me uncomfortable. Like, I think he played the character well. Right. The character's uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) You make me feel delightfully uncomfortable. That's not what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) But he owns his, you know, he he talks about how uncomfortable he can get openly. Yeah. He's like, you just got to give me some time to get my shit together. (laughs) Yeah, he did say that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cute. All right. So now the men are in the house. They are donning their black masks and they're donning their black hoods and the ladies start dying. Yeah. I liked that whole set piece. 
I thought the music was good. It's not overly scary, but it's... I, yeah, I'm not going right. to use the I word intense, but it it's, you know, there's suspense there, I think. Yeah. They're in this big, old house. Lots of nooks and crannies. Uh, the lighting was great. Yeah, the music was good. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. And, but this is where we start getting some shit where you're like, as an audience member, you start thinking, well, now, wait a second. What the fuck's going on here? Because nothing's yeah. really explained, you know? And right away, right when the girls start dying, and or a couple of the girls start dying, and then... But then the men start they, dying. And then the men start dying. They killed and three you guys notice, in that house. Yeah. Uh, you notice that... Um, how is nobody no- mentioning that the, the blood is black? Right. Yeah. That was the first thing I noticed. I was like, oh, no, this is this is not good. What's going on here? She jabbed those keys in his neck and black tar came out. Yeah. But you and do have like... you do have a frame of reference because earlier in the movie when before Riley Imogen Poots, she puts on the Santa outfit to do the song. She kind of goes upstairs and opens a door and sees sort of a hazing ritual going on. Yeah. Where they're kind of, I don't know, putting symbols on people's foreheads in black. You know, you just think it's yeah. black paint or whatever. You know, it's just part of the ritual. Yeah, no, that's gross. But then these boys start dying and they're oozing black shit. And then all of a sudden I went, holy fucking shit. What is happening? They're telling me, I believe... That this literally is toxic masculinity oozing out of the men. I didn't get that. I think until I read it after. Oh, you read it? I I was I went on IMDb a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, and just kind of like skimmed through the trivia. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I I get that. But I wasn't as insightful as you were in the midst of the movie. Well, I was, it's weird because I, 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 because at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, is that what they're trying to say? That this is toxic masculinity, like oozing out of them? Because that doesn't match up with what I'm seeing. Like the, you know, the movie is presenting itself shot in a very natural style, not stylized. It's not like Rosemary's Baby where, you know, Rosemary kind of wakes up and and sees this uh, satanic cult chanting over her. You know, it's not pre- Wait, it's not presented in that style. Don't give too much away because I've never watched that movie. Okay, well, fucking goddammit. Grievance. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we? Oh, true. Although, you know, it's funny I brought up Rosemary's Baby because it's directed by a piece of shit man. So... Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that guy is, like, you know, raped an underage woman and then had to leave the country. And he can't come back. If he comes back, he'll be arrested. Well, that guy fucking sucks. I, I Just a little bit. Hey, fuck that guy. Have you seen... um? What am I thinking of? Oh, I haven't even mentioned his name. It's Roman Polanski, by the way. Have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Um, I watched about 20 minutes of it, and then I did other things. 
Maybe okay. I just wasn't in the Big maybe fan. I just wasn't in the mood to watch it. Anyway, he plays the neighbor. But moving on. Okay, so we're in the house, and you know, there's there's some there's some really good shit, and then there's some bad, stupid shit, like uh, the killer getting on top of the the kitchen island without being heard. Yeah, like how the fuck did he do? Yeah, that? and then attacking them. At any rate, they uh, stab one with the keys, but then you have this moment where. Another one shows up. Yeah. Which, you know, makes Riley, Imogen Poots looks at him like he's a fucking ghost or something. But that's not a great reveal for the audience because we saw that happened in the first kill, like in the first kill of the movie. Yeah. Where one guy's chasing her outside and then she opens the door and he's, you know, appears. for There's somebody inside. Yeah. Yeah. But at any rate. This is where the movie goes fucking to 11 and batshit crazy. Because the, uh, well, two of the women die to escape. Yeah. And the boyfriend died. And the boyfriend. Oh, that's another he thing got- is uh, that boyfriend. There's So there's this whole thing where, you know, this is never really explained, but, but he's like... Like a low frequency kind of sound wave seems to be putting out to give men headaches, which apparently is a part of their alpha being drawn out. Do I have that right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's strange. Okay. I just went with it. Okay, sure. Yeah, it's never really sufficiently explained though, right? Not until the very end. Yeah. Well, and even at that point. But even as like, well, we'll we'll discuss it when we get there. But also the thing about the boyfriend is he's got this moment again, no subtlety, where he's drinking a beer, and the girlfriend says, "Why are you drinking a beer?" And he looks her right in the face, right, and says, "I like beer." And I'm like, "Oh, he's Judge Kavanaugh." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. He's the Supreme Court justice who kept saying, again, I like beer when he was accused of assaulting Miss Blasey. I don't know anything about that. So my uh, ignorance of national issues is alarming. You didn't watch any of his confirmation hearing then? No. All right. Was recent? Uh, Yeah, a couple years ago. Oh, okay. Or a year ago, at least. Interesting. That's what he said. I like. I like beer. Well, okay. it was this. It's basically it was this whole thing because, yeah, it was this whole thing. A uh, woman, Christine Blasey Ford, who's you know like a hero. I think. I mean, she she wasn't sure if she should come forward. This had happened a long time ago, but essentially. Uh, you know, she accused him of assault. They were at a college party. They went to college together. And it was a thing of like another guy and Justice Kavanaugh being drunk and kind of forcing her on a bed and her feeling attacked. And she thankfully, I think, got out of the room before uh, the worst of it could have happened. 
And so they had these hearings to see as to whether or not this guy should be a Supreme Court justice. And I'm remembering this now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So at any rate, he's very petulant and, you know, at, at one point with Amy Klobuchar, you know, he's, you know, she was asking him some questions. He's like, yeah, yeah, I like beer. I drink beer. Do you? Do you? Do you drink beer? Uh, you know, just general kind of shitty behavior. Yeah. But anyway. Solid argument, dude. He felt he felt good about that one. Yeah, a, right. Good job. But you can see that this, all of this is at play, you know, in this movie. Interesting. I like that little, uh, that little ode to that uh, issue. That's nice. And and literally with just one line, I like beer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But that character, I didn't feel like, you know, he has, he makes the argument, you know, him and his girlfriend get an argument and. He's like, you're lumping all men into this one group. Like, we're not all assholes. Which I understand, but, um, you know, unfortunately, you still, you have that privilege immediately because you're male. Mm-hmm. And in his case, he's a white male. Right. So, and he, he follows that up immediately by saying let's not get hysterical or you know and like just listen for a second and that kind of shit so all right let's take another break chew and then we'll come right back and we'll finish up black christmas yeah right after this where do you get your coffee do you frequent a place that burns their beans and loads their coffee with sugar to hide it It's time to switch your coffee habits, people. Check out The Brew Bar. It's a coffee shop, bar, and eatery wrapped up in a singularly magical experience. Tim and Alex run the place and will set you straight. These guys know their coffees. And when they're done, so will you. But it doesn't end there. Not in the mood for a straight-ahead coffee? They have you covered. They've got espresso drinks, all kinds of teas, and even coffee cocktails. That's right. Coffee tales. But it doesn't end there. Bottle service on craft beers and wines, alcoholic and caffeinated brews and potions, and an all-day food menu with plenty of vegan options. The Brew Bar is located in downtown Chula Vista and is the best place to be for beer, wine, coffee, and tea. That's The Brew Bar. Check it out. And we are back. Chu and I are discussing Black Christmas. Let's get to the fucking end of this thing, Chu, because that's where this thing goes to a whole <laughs> other fucking level. <laughs> what a surprise, though. Out of nowhere. Just, but that's yeah. the thing. It's also not out of nowhere. Because like we mentioned, it's on the fucking they title card. You. <laughs> yeah, they you just tell didn't you. take it seriously. But they're like, so they kill these three guys in the house. There's a moment where they start looking at themselves and they're like, what the fuck is this black stuff? And Riley puts it together that that's what she saw at the house. But then she makes, they get out of the house, they get into a car and they're driving away. And she makes this magnificent leap of logic where she says a couple of things. She says, one, she said, I knew she was dead. Referring to her friend. Uh, who is it? Helena? 
Yeah. I knew Helena was dead, which to me now she has ESP because Helena was supposed to be on a whatever 12 car, 12 hour car ride and just hadn't arrived home yet. But in her mind, that's like, I know she's dead. (laughs) Yeah. And then she says to her friend, Chris, that we have to like she saw the bus. It was filled with black stuff. That's where we got to go. And Chris is like, no, we're going to the cops. And she goes, no, there's some sort of I'm telling you, it was like black magic or sorcery. And this is where I went. What the fuck is going on? Is that really where this movie's going? (laughs) And it is. (laughs) Yeah. Took a huge left turn. Oh, man. So, but it begs the question because she she makes Chris stop the car. She's like, I'll do it without you. I thought you would, you know, I thought you were an ant or something like that. I thought you'd stick with us. And she gets out of the car with a snow shovel to go fuck shit up by herself. But it does make me wonder. It's like, can't you both be right? Okay. There's a supernatural power in the bust of this founder of this college why don't we go get the cops to destroy it (laughs) uh yeah i would have i'm on the side of the cops i need somebody else involved here and how often are we going to say that (laughs) now yeah very topical right Depending on your situation. Well, but that is why she brings it up. Uh, To be fair to the movie and to the director, who's also the writer, to be fair to the movie, she does say, what are they going to think? May I remind you, we just killed three people in our own house. Plus, (laughs) from her point of view, you have she was attacked and nothing happened. Right. So I'll give it a bit of a lead, you know, but, but she already established a willingness to go see an authority figure because she went and go went to like campus security. Yeah. Who didn't do jack shit, by right. the way. So maybe that, yeah, maybe that feeds yeah. her, you know, unwillingness. But if all I had was a snow shovel, I don't think I'd want to take on 30 fret boys. No. And emphasis on the snow shovel. That thing's plastic. Yeah, I know. It's not even a metal one. No. I don't think. She got that at the dollar store. Was it just a, maybe it was pink metal. Maybe it was metal painted pink. No, it's plastic. All right. I could tell. I could tell by the way that thing moved. That was plastic. So off she goes to the frat house, but she meets nice guy. But of course is wary of him being a man and all. Yeah. But he agrees to, uh, you know, force a distraction so she can go up and destroy the bust. But this is where this movie... Enters what I might call college paper territory because (laughs) it turns out this is the big reveal. Helena's not dead. Helena's working with the guys. She wants to be subservient. Yep. She's a turncoat. Turncoat. Some bullshit. That's crap. Not only like. Why? Not only does she betray the women, but then she's not even rewarded for it. I know. I know. The fucking ghost of Calvin Hawthorne comes in and fucking breaks her neck. (laughs) Yeah. Spoiler alert, by the way. Apologies. (laughs) 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 But that's some fucked up shit. So, and and, like, this is what I want to get to. Like, the headaches and all that shit. Is this what I'm led to believe? 
that the tallest figure who walks in very late into this room of he's Calvin of wooden ass like, slappers is the ghost of Calvin Hawthorne. They don't explain it at all. No. I, 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 that's what I was assuming. But when he gets knocked out or stabbed or he gets shot, or no, she break- well, he gets bow and arrowed in the back. Yeah. First. And then he also collapses. She once she picks up yeah. the bust and slams it on the ground and it, it it breaks and then he collapses. But it's not like he dissipates. So the ghost was possessing somebody else. Right. Because he's like he just fell to the floor. It's not like he disappeared. That's true. Good point. So, you know, he's a is a person in there. Mm-hmm. Who else? I don't know. I would have liked to know who who was under uh, beneath the mask on that one. I felt I also I mean, it just all happened so quick and she's dead so quickly. But like Helena's betrayal to me is the most fascinating thing in this movie. Yeah, I did not like it. It made me think of um, (laughs) Stepford Wives, which I think we've mentioned at some point on one of these. We mentioned that Michael Caine was nominated for most forgettable performance by an Oscar winning actor. Yeah. Because I forgot he was even fucking um, in that movie. Yeah. Uh, Stepford Wives, spoiler alert, um, Glenn Close is the mastermind behind that whole thing. And she just loves the fact that, you know, men have their place and women specifically have their place. So that's just what it made me think of. And it's just shitty. I didn't like that Helena, I don't know. What do you want to be held down by by anybody for? Well, I yeah, I just think it's a, I, you know I honestly I I do find it really fascinating that this movie, which again is not hiding a bit of its politics, does choose to show one woman that wants, I guess, to make things easier for herself. That's what she says. You like? Yeah. She wants to be taken, because a part of that is being taken care of taken by care the man. Of. Yeah, that's true. That that sense of security. Um, but unfortunately, but, being taken care of by these men means having your neck broke. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, Helena. You're dead. Like, yeah. If, if the knight from the end of The Last Crusade, Indiana Jones, he'd be saying, you chose poorly. <laughs> I have seen it just once, though. All right. That's fine, right? I, 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 once is enough, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> okay. It's like a miracle, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I couldn't remember which Indiana Jones it is, though. It's just Indiana. It's the last crusade. Okay. That's what I'm here for, Chew. I know. To, to help, help and guide through, me. To help you slog through the difficult moments of all the shit that I bring up from any number of movies. <laughs> I'm here to hold your hand through the marsh that I just love to play in. <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> but so, you know, but all the boys get their comeuppance, right? I mean, so and you know, we mentioned the bow and arrow, but what happens is Chris does come back. She brings all the women from another house. There's also kind of a bait and switch with the security guy because he gets a phone call. By the way, he gets a phone call saying, 
I need you to go to 1974 Elm Road because 1974 is the year the first movie came out. And I think even though it's Elm Street, I think Elm is just sort of reverential towards Nightmare on Elm Street. But he shows up, but you think he's coming to our hero's house and it turns out he goes to another sorority. No, those boys were busy. Yeah, they were, the, they were yeah, hitting all yeah, sorts exactly. of houses. <laughs> in the middle of a woman stabbing a guy in the chest. <laughs> yeah. And he's trying to figure out what the fuck's going on before he gets stabbed himself. Yeah. But then those women join Chris and they all go to the frat house and attack. And I completely forgot about the other group of women. So when they came barging through, I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. Forgot about them. Yeah. So they are, I mean, it's like Braveheart in this fraternity house (laughs) battle between men and women. Braveheart level battle. Slow motion. (laughs) Yeah. Not my favorite um, battle scene ever. See, I thought it was kind of (laughs) delicious. I really did. I, I can see why you'd say that. It's, I wasn't impressed by it. Uh, so I'll just say that. That's the thing. I The thing that I think is really remarkable about this movie is I think it toes this line between ridiculous on one side and like completely fascinating and interesting on the other side. And it's like the person's always on the on the the small line trying to, you know, like the trapeze artist is walking across the the line and always like tilting towards ridiculous, but stays on the line. Yeah, it was uh, it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> Come on. It's deliciously absurd. It's absurd. Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. I also like, because Carrie Elwes is, of course, there. He's leading all these boys in their fucking shenanigans. Oh, yeah, we didn't see, talk like, about him. Yeah, you see, like, the painting of him on the wall. It's yeah. like Wesley, Princess Bride picture. Kinda. Okay, I put I put that in my notes, but I wasn't 90, or I wasn't 100% sure. I was, like, 98% sure that that was him. And I put in, I was like, oh, uh, guy from Princess Bride. And then he started acting like a dick, and I was like, oh, no. Bummer. <laughs> he did not turn out the way i uh, the way i expected i was excited at first and i was like oh he's a douche he's a dick he's a turd bucket he could play a good dick yeah he's a good dick in twister oh that's right real piece of shit in uh kiss the girls Oh, I, you know what? I saw that movie, I don't know if it was Hulu or Netflix or something. And I was like, oh, I should watch that movie. And I didn't know that he was in it. I think I've maybe seen it once, but it was when it came out and I don't remember. Oh, very good then. Okay. So, well, let me ask you this. What about, you know, you have this huge battle scene. The women are attacking the men. 
And then it's kind of like, uh, you know, aliens. It's like, Marines, we are leaving. And all the women leave and they put paddle boards in the house because the room's on fire. They light Carrie Elwes on fire. Yeah. And they all get out of the room and they're just burning the whole fucking house and the men down to the fucking earth. And then they are going to salt it. But boyfriend, not boyfriend, but like London, Landon, Landon. rather. Landon gets out with the ladies. And then they're just all watching the house burn. What do you think of Imogen Poots, her last look before we go to credits? What'd you make of that? I I didn't think that it's <laughs> cryptic, the worst. right? It is. I didn't think that much of it in the moment. Like I said, I was not insight as insightful with this movie as you were. <laughs> Cause I'm a giant piece of shit. Um what kind of world are we living in when the asshole man is getting more out of this feminist romp than you are? I'm the fucking worst. <laughs> For that one person who's listening, who's questioning my values, <laughs> I believe in women. Okay. So just calm your tits. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> Don't take my, just, it's fine. I just in didn't think about this breath, movie in depth. In the same breath, you said, I believe in women and calm your tits. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by that. Just Fucking chill the great. fuck out. Um, I didn't think that much into her, her last glance. Um, I was more concerned with, ooh, are they all, I think I was thinking they better not end it right here. Like, I need some sort of, like, but the tiniest bit of closure. And then they fucking did. So See, I like that out. sort of thing. I hate it. I need closure. What Were happens you a Sopra- next? Did you watch The Sopranos? No. So don't talk about it. Okay, then. Very okay. good. <laughs> so shut up about it. Um, You're like a decade late, but okay. <laughs> Ethan hates that I haven't watched it. What the fuck is wrong with you? That's the greatest show ever. I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like my, I feel like it's too late. I'm on his side. Yeah. But at, at any rate, cause you know, you have, it's a real close up, and you're watching her face and you have kind of this moment of relief. I'm safe. You have this moment of kind of satisfaction, a wry smile. And then you have a recognition look. And then you have a uh-oh look. All in the span of like four seconds. Yeah, you're right. It was it was good. I Which remembering... leads me to believe these ladies aren't done. I We don't need another one. No. I mean, this movie only made $10 million, so they're not no. making another one. But <laughs> No. <laughs> um, I was glad that Landon lived. Uh-huh. Um, and they didn't kill the cat and I can get down on that. <laughs> right. Yeah. But they, the cat was also like post credit scene licking <laughs> yeah. black stuff. That can't be good for your insides. Just licking up toxic masculinity. It's <laughs> just a cat though. So it's fine. <laughs> Cats are already dicks anyway. So it's nothing. There'll be no change. That's true. Cats are pieces of shit, so it won't matter. <laughs> I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say pieces of shit. They are dicks, and I would. I, I do I want a cat. I love <laughs> oh that cats God. are just fuckers. I just love it. Yeah, that matches. 
I feel like you and a cat would do really well together because you're a dick and it's a dick and you're perfect. No way. Give me a puppy any day. <laughs> I want a doggy. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, any last thoughts? Um, I did write. Um, talked a little bit. Or I didn't talk. Didn't talk, but like wrote random notes, you know, about the whole you're a cock tease. Um, oh, you're yeah. leading me on ment- bullshit mentality. Like, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Don't ever tell me that shit because that's no, there's no argument. Shut the fuck up. Agreed. Shut up. Um, but also, you want the you want the bad guys to be as bad as possible, I suppose. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Know. Yeah. But I mean, that is like a. A real argument that some guys it's try and pull. Not like, a real oh, argument. You're, I mean, <laughs> to them it's real. I, it's not. But in their eyes, they're like, "No, you're a cock tease." I'm like, "You can suck my dick," but sure. Um, I did question, like, did this movie is one of the reasons this movie did not do as well because it was uh, like a a feminist movie and. Can people not? Are, are, no, I think it had. Public having I, I, a hard time? Yeah, I think it had problems beyond that. I think. Okay. I think it was a remake of a remake of a remake, and the the first remake was still fresh, even though it was thirteen years. I think it was fresh enough in people's minds where they were like, "Why, why are we doing this again?" They did funky, weird shit in their previews, where they show Carrie Elwes. As a bad guy, which in the movie feels like it's going to be a reveal. So, but they show it in the preview, which is not smart. Oh, that's And it weird. caught caught a lot of shit for that. So, I, I think it had problems outside on the... that level, just convincing people to go into the theater at all. Got it. What's the drinking game for this movie, Chew? Ooh, I was thinking every time somebody makes a. <clears throat> Generic, stereotypical horror film mistake. Oh. So, fumbling the keys with the car or Uh grabbing a weapon that's not really going to do you much good, like a broken broomstick (laughs) or a shovel. (laughs) See, I was going, my, my idea was for the toxic masculinity lines. So when a guy says something shitty, punish yourself and drink. Wow. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. That is good. All right. Yeah, so Pe- I, I, think, I think what I said and what you said is very telling about what we took away from the movie as a whole. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a huge monster piece of shit. <sighs> That's why we love you. <laughs> yeah. Just the way you are. <laughs> Stupid. No. <laughs> Fucking pure magic. I got to tell you. I loved everything about watching this movie. All right. I I think that's it. Party. Party on. Wayne. Garth. Very good. If you want to let us know what you think of Black Christmas, please let us know. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram or Twitter. Send us an email to the Everything Sequel Podcast at gmail.com. 
for the beloved Lady Chu, self-described piece of shit. I am Michael Schantz, the Chu-described old man piece of shit. We'll see you next time. Merry Christmas. Say Merry Christmas, Chu. Merry Christmas. That's the nicest I've ever sounded. I was going to say, I almost felt like you meant it. (laughs) We're like 90% there. No, really have a good time. Merry Christmas. All right. Good day. Good day.